0: There it is. Uh, hi, Cam. Uh, I just want to ask about uh, a punt return situation. Um, uh, unfortunately, we saw Gunner left the game. How do you feel about uh, the team's ability to provide depth of possession? We know Gunner brings a lot of uh, uh, explosive plays, especially last year heading to this, this year. How do you feel? Wh- what's it like bringing uh, another guy into that position sort of in cold like Jacoby coming in uh, off the bench to be thrown into? It's a pretty
1: difficult job. Yeah, you know, that that's, that's goes back to, you know, starting back in training camp when we're repping a lot of different guys and getting them reps early. You know, the more guys you can rep early on and continue to do that, you know, even throughout practice and everything, whether they're getting out there early, guys know that, you know, they're the next guy up, ready to go. So, you know, they take time and, you know, catch your balls off the jugs machine, catch extra ones after practice, wherever it may be, you know, to be ready to go, you know, and then you know, again, it's kind of like the quarterback position there. It's the next guy up, but you never know when it's going to happen. You hope it doesn't, but, you know, when it does, the next guy you go to him, you know, you know through practice and repetitions that he's gotten enough work and he's ready to go, you know, and Jacoby did a great job, came in there, filled the ball, Um, you know, obviously well, and didn't didn't miss a beat, so it was really good. Uh,
0: next question, Ryan Hannibal. Hi, Cam. I just wanted to ask you about Brandon Bolden and just the job that he's done, you know, not only on your units, but being, you know, a big part of the backfield and just what does it show about him that he's willing to do all that?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, B's a constant, you know, he's great. uh, Love to have him. You know, he does a great job for us uh, on the field, off the field, leadership roles. He's really doing a good job for us, you know, and he's got that mentality of, you know, I'm never tired. I'm never, you know, it's never too hard for me. He's got the mental toughness, you know, whether it's, Producing plays on offense and then having to go out and whether, you know, unfortunately cover a punt play, you know, if we have to punt there or, you know, we score and then he's running back down and saying, hey, I'm covering the kickoff. No, I don't need a sub. So, you know, it's definitely a lot of mental toughness from him and you know, explosive plays. And it brings a lot to the table. You know, and you see what he's doing offensively and the number of plays and, um, you know, getting out there on special teams as well. It just brings that other players along I would say with him because it's like hey this guy's doing it I've got to be able to do it you know so it's just great team chemistry you know there's a credit to him you know being able to go out there so much.
0: Uh, Steve Belichick and John have started in their rooms uh, Nick O'Malley you're next. Uh, great, uh, Kim. Uh, I want to. Uh, we're, we're getting in November now. Uh, how does the cold weather start to play, start play a factor in uh, the kicking game? We know, um, especially in New England, uh, wind gets weird. Temperature, snows a factor. Um, how do you start preparing for that as a, like an additional factor onto everything you already have going?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's a, a great testament to coach. While we practice outside, you know, we don't go inside because you need to be in the elements. You know, and you know, obviously, when the cold weather does you know, start to move in, which is going to up here. you're going to have more balls returned because the ball's not going to fly as far. The wind's going to knock it down. The cold air, you know, is going to knock the ball down. So you obviously got to be ready to return the ball, you know, on both sides. You know, you got to be ready to cover and you got to be able to return. So the wind and the weather, as it gets colder, definitely plays a factor. Is why, you know, we put so emphasis on special teams here, you know, across the board is because it's, you can't control the weather. It's gonna be what it's gonna be, you know. So you can't really worry about it, but you have to be ready to prepare for it, you know, because those situations are gonna show up. So the more times at practice on the field, whether it's wet conditions, whether it's wind, you don't make it easy on the guys. You don't just want to, hey, we're always gonna punt with the wind. You don't know, no, you're gonna punt against the wind in game. So, you know, you try to punt into the wind, you try to punt with the wind, you try to catch with the wind, try to catch, you know, with the wind at their back. So that way the returner is having to judge it, not only kickoff return, but also as a punt returner, because it does affect it. You know, when the wind's at a punter's back, you got to know as a returner, hey, the ball is going to go further. It's going to drift. It's going to push the ball down the field. So, you know, let's just say a punter that normally is at 45 on average. Well, if he's got the wind in his back or is pushing a certain direction, you might want to play him at 50. Whereas if, you know, the wind's in his face, now instead of 45, you're playing him at 42 to 40 because the ball you're thinking is going to knock down. Same thing with the cold weather. you got to put that into calculation as well. The colder it gets, the shorter the ball is going to travel as well. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And we'll go back to Ryan Hannibal.
1: I had one more about –
0: we were talking to Matthew Slater last week, and he was talking about how your energy has helped him, being an older guy in the league, and kind of helped him get going. Is that just something that all special teams coaches have, that constant energy? We saw it with Joe Judge. Um, Is that something you've always had or is that something you've had to kind of do more of, you know, in your role as a special teams
1: coach? You know, for for me personally, it's something I've had, um, you know, as an energetic person, um, you know, big passion for what we do um, in the kicking game. You know, here when I was playing, I played in the kicking game as a player. You know, you know, energy, that's just kind of part of my personality. And I don't think you can ever be someone you're not. Um, I think players see through that. I think people see through that. So. You know, whether you're an energetic coach or you're a monotone coach or you're, a, you know, even kill coach, whatever you want to call it, I think you have to be who you are at the end of the day. And players respond best as they know you're being genuine, you're being yourself. You're not out there trying to put on a performance where it's not you, you know. So as far as the energy, I think I have to, as a coach, bring that because, you know, I'm not the guy out there getting beaten and bruised and, you know, having to fight through some aches and pains um, on the field. So, you know, the more energy I can bring out there, I think the guys, you know, respond to that. They do a good job for us. And, you know, they also pick me up as well. So it's it's a really good give and take right there. But, you know, like to bring the energy. And obviously, the more we're playing well, the more energetic you can be and stuff like that, for sure. Thanks, Cam. Thank
0: you. Last question would be Phil Perry. Cam, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, Phil. How are we doing
0: today? Good. I have a follow-up to Ryan's question. Um, what is it about special teams that seems to attract energetic guys to be special teams coaches, coordinators? It feels like, uh, you know, your, your approach I'm sure is unique to you, but across the league, it feels like it's those high energy guys that, that we often see in that position.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's because maybe you're coaching 11 guys and you're trying to get to all 11 and, you know, you don't have time to sit there and sit down in the meeting and you're, you're trying to, hey, get 11 guys on the same page in a, you know, five-minute part of practice. So you're coaching 11 guys, you know, one play for 30 seconds. So maybe the, the attitude of, hey, i got to get to this guy. i got to yell all over across the field 50 yards, make sure this guy can hear me to the coaching point. So you're constantly moving um, as a special teams coach across the league. So I think that may have something to do to as well. And I think it's just part of the nature, you know, you see guys in special teams, there's a lot of toughness, effort, you know, guys that make their name for it, you know, they bring the mentality to it. So I think a lot of the coaches have the same feeling. It's like, Hey, you know, it's that third phase, you know, obviously we put emphasis on here whether they do other places. So it's like, Hey, take a little pride in that. And, you know, you want to bring an edge to it.
0: And just one more cam, I think we've seen a couple different times and we can even, we can watch the sideline from up in the press box or whatever, but, um, on some of these like, mic'd up things with uh, Bill Belichick. And, and you guys will be standing right next to each other uh, quite a bit. What's going on in those, those in-game moments when you guys are side-by-side? Is, is he just trying to get real-time updates from you? Or is it the other way around? What, what's going on in those, in those moments there when, when you guys are together?
1: Yeah, it changes. You know, Sometimes we're talking about the upcoming situations that may be coming up in the game um you know what there's several times we're talking about the weather um you know so it's a lot of different Depends on the game flow what's actually being said and what we're actually talking about and the game situations that's going throughout you know just making sure hey he knows what's going on I know what's going on and that way we're always on the same page
0: this sound a little bit different than like if if I was to talk about the weather with somebody at the water cooler or something mm-hmm. is it similar to that or a little bit different
1: uh it, it, it's a little <laughs> bit of both you know there's you know, Hey, you know, what do you think it's going to do? What do you, what do you, what have you read? What are the, what are they saying? So it's just a little bit, of, and then there's sometimes it's like, ah, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, it's, it can definitely be a little bit like both right there in that aspect. Thanks, Kim. Thanks Phil. Thank you, Kim. Thank you all.